I just got chandelier blast. Oh no! So sorry. It's is that so annoying? Do you when you hear Sia songs, are you like I can't? I can't listen to them because I'm instantly doing the dances in my head. Oh my god. I was just thinking about when for the first couple years after Blurred Lines came out, if I was at a wedding or a bar, I would fucking hide. I would still feel that way. I get like a weird like prickle up my neck. Yeah, totally. Where I'm like, oh no, it's all I have to hear is the like dun dun dun, and then I'm like, shit. I know, and you just feel everyone's eyes like. Hello everyone, I'm very excited for you to hear my conversation with Maddie Ziegler. We've had on a few different guests recently who have had similar experiences to Maddie and are the same age-ish, like Bad Baby and Lauren Gray, where you get famous really young and they're kind of coming into their 20s um, with a very specific experience of their adolescence and childhood being in the spotlight. Um, And Maddie just really amazed me how mature she is and the perspective she has on her experience and the gratitude and also just the kind of like awareness of how bizarre it is. And um, I'm just very excited for her and for you guys to hear our conversation. Um, We cover so much. We talk about Sia, of course. We talk about her acting in West Side Story and working with Steven Spielberg We talk about dance, we talk about experiences on music videos, and, you know, we talk about just kind of her life, like how she makes friends, what her priorities are now that she's in her early 20s, what does she want to do next? So let's take a quick break to pay the bills and keep this podcast alive, and then we'll return with Maddie. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I'm so excited, Maddie Ziegler. I've been such a fan for so long. Thank you so much for coming on High Low. Thank you for having me. So let's start with the beginning. 18 years of your life, you've been dancing. Yeah. That's insane. How old are you? I'm 20. So you started dancing at two. Yeah. Can you tell us about how you first started dancing? Yeah, my my mom put me in because she was like, you would look cute in a tutu, her first daughter. She kind of was just like a gymnast growing up. So she put me in and I guess my first, I don't obviously remember this, but my first recital, my mom was like, I came off bawling my eyes out because I like wanted to go back on. Like I was just instantly like, that's what I need to do. I need to be on stage. Wow. And then I started competitively dancing at four, which is like so young to put your kid in something like that so like are there other four-year-olds who do that oh yeah okay I had like a whole group of four we were all four five six I was the youngest in my group and then I was like the one there that was like this is my life like I was that kid that was like I need to do hip-hop ballet like everything I was like I just had to and then I'd like show scouted us when we were six seven and I started doing that so it was like my profession that the age of seven. So you don't even remember a time before dancing. Like, it's just your no, whole No, I don't. And I also have blocked out so much of my childhood that I actually don't know what my life is like even just before working. Whoa. So Be- like, Well, because you started working so young, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Is that weird? It's so weird. It's weird to find out things that I did when I was younger on, like, TikTok. Like, I'll see people posting things of me, and I'm like, I don't even remember doing that. That's so bizarre. Yeah, it's so I'm thinking about, um, I was just thinking about this with my son, because he's two, and, like, I was like, we're not going to live in this apartment forever. I wonder if I'll have a memory of it. And then I was thinking about my own childhood memories, how 
Like, I'm pretty sure I remember things just because I saw pictures and videos of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I know. It's like, I don't know. They're even seeing stuff like that. I'm like, I genuinely don't remember. But it's like to see a visual of what how it played out is like so weird. That is so crazy. Yeah. Was there a point where you're like, is this what I really like? I'm still going to do this forever. Or has it always just been a part of you? Yeah. I mean, I knew because especially too when you're at in a competitive like dance group you're basically you from when you start to when you're 18 and graduate high school is like when you graduate the studio and then you go off to like want to do professional work like be a backup dancer or like do broadway at the time when i was little i wanted to do broadway so bad now i'm like i do not want to do broadway so it's so weird that that was like what i wanted to do but yeah that was like the goal and then when i was around when i was 11 and i did i started doing music videos with sia that's when i was like wait maybe i want to act too because oh, wow. I was like, I'm acting in all these videos. I've, right. been, I've been playing roles in every dance I've done. And I've taken that so seriously, like diving into that at such a young age. So that was a shift for me. And I and I ended up only competing until I was 13, which is like not common for any dancer. So you're like, no, actually dance hasn't been my life, even though I kind of think it has. It, it is my life. Yeah. But it's also like, oh, I can actually put energy into other things as well. It doesn't have to be one thing. And I think it was actually a lot of relief for me because I'm like, oh, I don't have to put so much pressure on myself to do one thing so good. So was there a shift like, were you like, okay, I'm no longer the four-year-old who's like determined to do everything. And like, were you mad at your younger self for being so, I have to do everything? It's honestly a struggle every day that I deal with, not every day, but like even now I'm really trying to unpack my thought. My thought process when I was younger also through my dance teacher was like, you have to be the best. If you don't win, you're not good. And so that was like the mentality when I was so little and I was such a perfectionist and I was so hard on myself. And now I'm trying to unlearn all those traits. And it's like an, it's an ongoing battle because I'm like, I'd like some of the traits that I have when I was little because I was so determined and I was like so strong headed about everything. But now I'm also like, it's okay if I mess up. Right. It's not the end of the world. I'm going to continue. When you were a little kid and you wouldn't be number one or like you would have a misstep, literally, were you just so hard on yourself? So hard. Like it was the end of the world for me. Oh my God. And it's now, and and two, it's so funny because in dance, you work your way to get trophies and crowns. They're plastic trophies and crowns. Where are they now? I don't want anything to do with them. Why was I working so hard for those things? Yeah. But you've also built obviously a career off of like what you were doing as a little kid. So it would make sense that your brain would be like, no, we have to be the best. Totally. Yeah, it's interesting too because when I was working on the show, I was kind of seen as like the I guess lead dancer or like the most like the most well-treated dancer. But in a way now looking back, and a lot of people have started to say this, it's like, "Whoa, she actually was like had the most pressure on her because she was like, "You're my girl, so you have to be you have to lead everyone to victory every time," which is just like not sustainable. When do you notice yourself like going to the perfectionism now as an adult? I think social media is like a huge thing that I'm trying to like move past. I just overanalyze everything. I think we all do with social media. I think too like we're just mindlessly scrolling all day and I'm seeing people that I look up to, seeing people who are so talented and beautiful and amazing. If anything, now I'm like, okay, it's so inspiring to see this, not like, oh, I have to be like that or I have to live up to that, you know? So I guess that's something that I'm trying to differentiate. Right, just like not be, like to also to realize that those people are real people. A hundred percent. Because I'm sure there's so many people who look at you and your social media and are like, she's so perfect. And totally. Then, yeah. It's 
it's so weird how people i just am so curious how people perceive me too because they've known me for like since i was seven and a lot of people still when they meet me they're like i still think of you as a little girl and i'm like it's so crazy because that feels like so long ago even though i'm only 20 i feel yeah. like i've lived so many lives is that really strange to have the world kind of know you for this whole time and like to evolve in the public spotlight totally totally it's a really weird thing to grasp because it's like they almost know more about my little self than i do have you watched your little self a lot or do no. you stay away from it no i I like to watch like the dances mm -hmm. and stuff because I'm like, wow, it's just fun to see the growth as well. Because you've gotten so much better. Yeah. Or just like just to see even how I've evolved, like how I perform emotionally, all of those things. I'm like, wow, it's so interesting to see what I've picked up along the way. But you're not trying to watch like old videos of yourself and like get to know yourself the way that the public maybe feels like totally. you do. It's also interesting because when I was doing the show in the first season, I mean, I was seven. There was male producers saying like, this is what you have to say. My mom wasn't in the room. So I was like, okay, I just have to do whatever I'm being told. And so I would literally just, they would say, say you're the best, say you're better than everyone else, say blah, blah, blah. And so I was perceived kind of like a little brat in the right. first season. And I, I remember we watched the first episode at like a viewing party for like the launch of the show. And I just cried because I was like, oh my gosh, everyone thinks I'm this bitch. Like, and I'm oh. not, I'm seven. It was so weird. And so I kind of, and it, it helped me a lot to be able to be like, I can say no, I can stand up for myself. But being so young, you don't realize all those of things. Of course not. You were, yeah. I, I mean, sometimes I'll say somebody is an actual child when they're like 18, yeah, but totally. you were really a child. Yeah, totally. What did your mom think when she watched the premiere? Was she like, oh my God? Yeah, I don't think we realized, and my mom too. It, it's really weird because last year, my mom, I, I was having a really bad panic attack and I called my mom and I was just, things were coming up from the past and she apologized to me and she was like, I'm so sorry that I put you through that. And it's so sad because it's like, she would never want to hurt us, of course. but she, no, none of us knew how crazy it would get. When do you think she realized that it was getting crazy? She, well, we actually got, so there was, we did six seasons of the show. And so I got out when I was 11 or 12. Wow. And like it's a huge chunk of your life and your childhood. It's your whole chunk. foundation. Yeah, totally. And she really like did everything to try and break our contract and pull us out and eventually did. Wow. With the help of Sia, she helped us a lot too. But it was like, it was hard. But Because she, they basically had you bound in. Totally. Oh my totally. Because we signed on for so, for so long. Right. It was like as many seasons as they want, basically, totally. I'm sure. Totally. And we would do like, I don't know, almost 30 episodes a season. So it was like a lot of it consumed our lives. Are you still close with the people you danced with when you were young? Um, yeah, I'm close with the original like cast and we obviously, we have such different lives. Like some of some of the girls ended up going to college and like literally living normal lives, right. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like so cool to You're see like, how oh, everyone- so nice. Totally. Yeah. We always like keep in touch and support each other. It's when probably we're nice to like have that shared experience of what you guys went through and be able to all of us were so different now we're in different places but we have such an understanding of each other that will never break you know like that feeling and it's weird too to to now hang out as like adults or like young adults without our parents we're like whoa this oh, is so easy was it just all of you so i'm trying to picture like what was it like just a bunch of kids and then your our guardians moms. oh my god always so like it's so weird now we're like wow it's so chill <laughs> being without 
the moms. Like, it's amazing. That's so crazy. But also you must like associate the moms with the, even as adults, you're like, where's Cheryl or whatever. Yeah, totally. That's so funny. With dancing now, what's your relationship to it? This is something that I'm a little unsure of. I have a lot of people that I respect that come up to me and they're like, please never stop dancing. Like that would be like the worst thing if you stop dancing. And it's like, oh, I feel that. But it's also like, okay, that's a lot of pressure. I think acting has become kind of like the forefront of what I love right now. I'm just trying to figure out how I would dance because I danced, you know, like did the show, whatever. And then I danced with Sia for six years and then now I'm like, how would I incorporate that into my work? What does that even look like yeah. as a career path? And I love performing. Like I just performed at Coachella uh, Labyrinth, like brought on me and Sia for like oh, one song. Cool. And it was just so fun. Like the feeling I had when I got off stage, like it is such a high and I hadn't performed in four years. Wow. And so I, it was like very emotional for me, but I love sure. it was such an incredible experience just to feel the energy of like people watching you on stage but um yeah I think like now I would love to like I did West Side Story and that was so fun because that was basically just dancing yeah but I'm also like I have to differentiate acting and dancing interesting yeah let's talk a little bit about Sia obviously she came into your life and kind of rocked your world and she really did how how did that all come about for somebody who doesn't know yeah she uh was a huge fan of (laughs) the show I was on and she tweeted me when I was 11 and was like I'm obsessed with you be in my music video I didn't know who she was we got in contact with her people and I literally flew to LA two weeks later and filmed the music video chandelier so she's like your godmother basically right yeah she really felt like a guardian angel to me like at that time she like saved me from like the show and everything I was doing it was such a like wow, I couldn't believe that she came into my life and I was so grateful. And I think now looking back, I really am able to understand like all that she did for me. And Especially how getting you off the show and oh being my gosh. able to. Oh my gosh. So what was it like working with her? I mean, again, you're a child, but you're given this like huge responsibility. You became a part of her identity and her yeah. act and her performance. Yeah. Did you understand it? I did. The first video, I was like, you're not in it. Like, this is just me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I don't show my face. And then after we did that, we were going to perform on Ellen. And she was like, will you be in my next two videos and be my muse and do everything with me? And I was like, yeah. Like, I was 11. Like, I was like, yes. And what did your mom think? Everyone was so stoked. Yeah. It was so funny, too, because I remember after I filmed the music video, I came back to my studio. All my friends are like, oh, my gosh, you filmed a music video. Like, what was that like? And I was like, you guys it's no one's gonna watch it i was wearing a wig like it's really weird i was dancing not how i normally dance like all the things and it changed my life like literally is it strange now to be a little bit older and have the perspective of like oh my god i was 11 years old and i became the muse for a pop star it's so wild and for her to like just put all that trust in me is so crazy she apologizes to me she was like I just feel like that's so much pressure and I was like no that was actually like seriously some of the best moments of my entire life like genuinely when I look back like that most of my career highlights were from that time but yeah she was like I she just we just put so much trust in each other even like it's just so rare for an artist to like put the dancer first that's so not the case normally even on when we went on our world tour like she stood on the side of the stage and I was like, I had the whole stage to dance, which is just like so crazy that she did that. 
What was it like being on tour as a kid? The best. I was 13, like on a tour bus. I had the best time ever. I loved it so much. I was doing school still while I was okay. like on tour, but I had the best time. We had a few other dancers with us and they were just like, I. they were older than me and I just looked up to them so much. And I was like, this is just the best experience of my life. Is there a part of you that's like, oh my God, I've done all of this as a kid. Like what's next? Totally. That's why I'm like, I've lived so many lives because yeah. I'm like, I've done so much already. Like you've seen so much of the world. It's so crazy to wrap my head around because I'm also in a phase right now where I'm like, I feel like I'm starting over in a way. Mm. And it's so interesting because I'm like, I've lived so much, but I have so much yet to do. Like I, I feel old, but I'm like, I am so young. I'm yeah. a baby. No, you have your whole life yeah. to, in front of you. It's so exciting, but it's also kind of daunting too. I will be right back with Maddie Ziegler. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Warning, this podcast contains juicy tales of a super dysfunctional family. Brothers betraying brothers, friends becoming enemies, and a mother trying her best to keep everything from falling apart. No, this isn't a reality TV rewatch. I'm Dan Jones, your host, and this is one of my all-time favorite true stories. Join me on a trip to the Middle Ages to meet history's most dangerous dynasty, the Plantagenets. This season, the plots are thicker, the ambitions greater, and the betrayals are even more devious in the epic saga of the family that shaped our world. From something else in Sony Music Entertainment, this is History, a dynasty to die for, season two. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. What about career-wise? Like, I know West Side Story was kind of this big moment for you. You said it was just dancing, but obviously it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Was that kind of what kicked off the interest in acting? The Sia videos is when I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. She really helped me figure out that that's what I wanted to do. And she didn't intentionally do that. It just, like, happened. And then I started auditioning when I was, like, 11. Just started doing, like, random, like, Disney appearances and stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like we all do that. I mean, I did iCarly. I, I was just going to say, I saw that clip on my TikTok yesterday of you on so iCarly, funny. and it was so cute. I loved it's it. It's so funny because that felt like really random. I was I was in high school and then just went to do like two weeks on the show. It wasn't even that much. And it's like, I'll never not be Tasha to some people. A hundred percent. It's so cute. Did you audition for that? I auditioned for iCarly. I remember going in and at that point I was like, doing tons of random auditions and I thought I was way too cool for like Disney or Nickelodeon. 100%. I was like 17 and like smoking weed and had a like skateboarder boyfriend <laughs> and I was like, I don't fucking do Nickelodeon. Like yeah. I, who knows what I wore? And then they did a callback and then they I booked the job and my parents were like, what the hell? Like you're, you're in school. 
So we got out of it and my dad had the best time. Like my parents were not stage parents at all. They both were working, but like he was obsessed with it. He was like, loved like the gaffers and like the crew. hundred percent. It's such a different world for any normal person. No, my dad was like, what the hell? And we were living in San Diego. So we'd like drive up and back for two weeks. But for me, it just felt, it seemed like a little gig. And I had never watched iCarly. I knew it was a big show. But like I never watched it. It was like the show. It was the show. So I just had no idea. And then, um, yeah, now I'm like, I'll just forever be Tasha. But I kind of love it because there's obviously like the blurred lines thing was the thing that really like put me on the scene. And so I like that there's something that I can like be like, no, no. this predates this. I was, I was already hustling. Yeah. Yeah. I was already, you know, because yeah. I think a lot of the times maybe with you, it's a little different because you're on the show. But I'm sure you've experienced this like for the, you know, three things that people see you doing, there's 300 that you didn't do. What's that been like for you? Like, I think, especially if you're a perfectionist and you learn that so young, the rejection part of it must have been really oh, hard. So hard. I still get rejected, like, of with course. auditions. Yeah. Like, and it's so hard when you are you get so close to the end of something that you want so bad. And, and then you're like, you're this like, is it. And then you're just like, whew. It's, like, such a weird feeling. Now I've learned, like, if I really like a project, I, like, kind of keep it, to myself I kind of internalize it and I'm like I really like this but I'm not gonna say it because <laughs> I'm like I don't want to get too excited totally get my hopes up but also it's, it's whatever's meant to be is meant to be like I'll it's if true. there's something that I was really close to getting and then I go to theater go to the theater and watch the movie that I almost got and I see who did it I'm like oh that made sense totally like I told and I'm I get so happy for other people especially like some of my friends we auditioned for the same things and we're all like we hope you get it we hope you get it because it's like if not us we won't one of our friends to do it yeah totally totally no I think you have to develop that attitude I got really I had this thing I think I had it when I was like 16 the superstitious thing where I wouldn't tell even once I had shot it once I booked it I wouldn't tell people until it it was like until it was out because I'd experienced things where like you know I'd done it and then like it got the scene got scrapped or Mm -hmm. whatever which happens a lot so much yeah or you know yeah the other part of it being like this is going to be so great Mm -hmm. because everyone who's obviously working on the project wants to believe that whatever and then you see it and it sucks that's bad 100% that's not great it's not a great feeling but it's also like we as the performer or whatever is like we think it's so much more of a bigger deal than it really is. Like we think it's a 10 when it's really like a six, you know? Yes, totally. I think it's true also. It's really important and it's great that you know this going into your 20s because I feel like I learned it like around your age was that just like what you do career-wise doesn't isn't your whole life. It's it can't not, be your whole life. It's not. That's why I always am trying to put energy into other things like side things just because mm. I'm like, it's not sustainable to only want something so bad when it's like that there's a whole other world around you it's really nice to hear that from you but it's also amazing to hear that from you because if it's like that's something you learn so young it's so hard to unlearn that totally and it i think it is just coming from my perfectionism like that is just not sustainable and something that it's not worth the stress i i look back at clips of myself and i was like constantly biting my nails constantly shoulders like up all the time constantly like stiff always just on edge and i'm just like that's just as a little girl as a little girl yeah and i still have moments of that at times and i'm like okay just try and like 
shake it off because it's just do you go to therapy like i do okay i'm like very actively in therapy i am too i love therapy it changed my life it changed my life when did you start going can i ask yeah i started when i was probably 12. okay so your mom got you in yeah my mom put us in i went through a few therapists Mm -hmm. and now i feel like i've really found my therapist and i truly love her and i shout out to celia (laughs) shout out to liz i always am talking about liz yeah like oh it it's so incredible like also, it's so important to talk to someone that's not in your circle, someone that has no perspective, no aspect of like their insides of your life. And yeah. you can just like actually be fully transparent all the way. A hundred percent. I did therapy later in life and it totally transformed like the way that I relate to people, the way that I see myself and just even the relationship with her is so healing. Yeah, like what you were just totally. saying. like the way that she doesn't have context and totally. the perspective and you just have this like hour where you really are opening yourself up and building this trust with somebody totally. and taking their advice. It's beautiful. It's also like really nice to be able to be like, okay, I'm feeling this way because of something that happened seven years ago. You know, it's mm. it's so amazing to connect the dots and be like, oh, this is why I'm, this is why this hurts so much or this is why I'm feeling this way. Like it's amazing to see what brings you to that point yeah it's funny because i feel like people talk about their like childhood trauma that's like what you do in therapy is figure out your relationship to your mother your father yourself and you have so much to like look at totally this like really rich experience and that's also documented and like publicly witnessed and that must be does your therapist like say has she watched your videos and stuff i don't know (laughs) i think she's seen certain things Mm -hmm. but I'll sometimes I'll like send her things. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works with my therapist. She's like, if anything ever pops up, I don't look at it. She like laid the ground rules really early. She was like, but if there's something you want me to see because you're proud or because it's important to have context for our next session, whatever, I'll look, which I also love. Like, I wish I could do that with the world. Right? Yeah. Right? Being able to like pick and choose. I'm like, you only get to see (laughs) this. You don't get to see that. Totally. Totally. Um, so what was it like working with Steven Spielberg on West Side Story? Oh my gosh, he's incredible. Yeah. I, I was so nervous. I was 16 and like the youngest, one of the youngest ones there. And he was just so sweet and like collaborative and just wanted everyone to feel good. And I think he too, like, I mean, he has loved West Side Story forever. And mm-hmm. so it was like his baby being yeah. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing this. And I remember when we were filming like the big dance at the gym scene, he was like at the monitor, just jumping up and down and dancing and like crying. Like it was just like, he was so proud of it. Yeah. It was so inspiring to see someone like at that level feel like a little kid again and just feeling like this is the coolest day ever. I went to his daughter's wedding Mm -hmm. and it was so cute. He was on the dance floor like with his iPhone shooting like horizontal, like making a video of like, his daughter that's so cute and it was just the sweetest thing because you know it's like what a dad would do but it's fucking steven spielberg like literally yeah and it's almost kind of more like wholesome in a way i don't know why but like it's just to see him there like with the phone getting the angles is like it's such a trip yeah you're he did that on set when he was setting up Mm -hmm. shots always always so cute yeah yeah he's a really lovely person he really is i'm just like happy to be there but i also like know you work your ass off totally totally because i've done so much work to get to where I am. Do you have a crazy work ethic? It's insane. Sia always makes a joke. She's like, she would live in a bubble if she had to. Like, I just, that's just how I am. I've always been that way. Ever, I'm live in like, a bubble of like working and just. And just like, I'm always like, I'm fine, whatever you need. And she's uh-huh. like, you, she, she would literally uh-huh. live in a bubble. 
that's what she means by that. I just, I just have always been that way. I'm, we'll do it, whatever it takes to get the perfect shot. Like I'm just that, I've just always been like that. I love to be at work. I love working so much. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just natural or do you think it's because you worked so much as a kid? I think both. Mm -hmm. I think it's all I know. Right. So yeah, to an extent is I've just inherited that that trait but at the same time i genuinely love working when i'm not working i'm like i know how to chill now i did it when i was younger but i do get a little stir crazy after a while i don't know if, if you feel the same oh way. oh my god totally it's ridiculous yeah. it's embarrassing like i spend one day not working and i'm like so, so what are we doing and yeah. thinking about work anyway right? and yeah it's really hard for me i really like have that hustler mentality totally. do you feel like having a kid though has helped you like it has it has helped me be more present but i almost feel like more pressure to mm. like provide totally. for him and build totally. like a future in a way before yeah. it was like i was just like looking out for myself financially and everything else and i definitely one of the things i work on in therapy is a scarcity mindset of just feeling like the world's going to end yeah. and that I need to like, this job is going to be the last job yeah. and then I have to like do everything right now. Yeah. So like fight I, or flight. You're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think just also just being like, it's just never enough. Like even when I, you know, get to a certain point, I'm like, there needs to be more. Yeah. Are you like that? A hundred percent. It's such a weird, I feel like all of us in the industry, it's like we'll never be satisfied. Yeah. It's funny because I think about that a lot. Like nobody ever wants to talk about money, obviously, which I understand. And totally. There's like it is politics such a weird around. It's such topic, a weird thing. Yeah. But I think Gabrielle Union was just on a show. She was like, I still am like financially insecure yeah. because it's just in yeah. my mentality. That's I still so feel that way too. I'm yeah. like always thinking, my ex used to joke with me that like, I feel like I have to have like a box of money underneath the bed to like make sure in case like everything else goes away and totally. so i think that that hustling mindset comes from that totally is I, that how I, you are yeah always yeah i've always been like that i don't know why my parents never talked to me about money either like it was always a weird thing mm -hmm. and it's weird now I'm sure you feel this way it's like so weird when now you're kind of the one providing for the adults yeah it's like such a weird concept and it, it gets kind of weird like mm -hmm. it just does but i i love being able to do that for my family like, yeah so much me too it's a security thing for yeah, me you totally. know and i just love being able to like provide a lifestyle for the ones i love in yeah. general even like my close friends and like my best friend and i have a swimwear brand together and like i'm able to do that with her i love your brand by the way time for a quick break we'll be right back you may have heard of the podcast juicy scoop Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it, been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show, but my listeners wanted to write the ad for me, and here are some of the things they said. Not your regular juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. 
something I'm working in therapy about and just like also being like giving myself like props. That's hard for me to do. That's really hard for me to do too. What are you, how are you doing that? What are, what's your, give it's me your so tips. hard. I, 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 I find I, it like embarrassing to even talk about. Same. Yeah. Same. It's so hard. Even with my therapist, I get like nervous talking about it. And she's like, it's okay. It's just me and you. Like, so do you think that comes from just like always wanting to grow and be better? Yeah. Or, I yeah. think so. I think so. And that thing of like feeling like you're never satisfied. Yeah. And just feeling comfortable in yourself. Mm-hmm. I think I am secure as a person. I. It's so easy to focus on the negatives of yourself. So easy. How do you do that with like the internet <laughs> and it's the whole so, world watching? It's so hard. I'm having such a like interesting time right now with posting just myself. Like I used to love taking photos and doing all of that. And now I'm like, I feel like weird doing that. How come? Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. I think too... I think a part of it is everyone knows me as a young girl. Mm-hmm. So now when I like, if I want to take like a more like womanly womanly photo, yes. it's like a weird battle. But I'm like- Because people's reaction to it is- Because I think I'm just like, oh, I'm still a little kid in their eyes. But I'm like, okay, that's actually just not realistic. It's over. Yeah. And it's not about anyone else but myself. Yeah. Is it weird to like have that part of you that is aware of what you should be for people? Totally. And I'm just trying to break that because it's just yeah. like- but I feel like you also have been embraced like by people your own age who totally. grew up with you. Totally. They're like, yeah, she's one of us. And I feel like I see that on TikTok a lot. Like everyone was like happy to see like Maddie as an adult. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Which do you I, like which... TikTok more than Instagram or how do you? Yeah, yeah oh me my too. Gosh. So much more. I noticed you posted like a couple dances when you first got on, but you haven't really been now. No. How do you feel about TikTok <laughs> and dancing? It's funny because I, I like to do the dances on my, like, if my friends want to do it on their pages or, like, my sister wants to do it. But on my page, I'm like, I don't know why. I'm just like, I don't think it's for me. Because you don't want to be, like, a TikTok dancer? Not necessarily. It's just, like, I, if I'm going to dance, I'm going to dance. Not, like, you know. But I love doing the TikTok dances. I think they're so fun. It's just that also, that feeling of, like, oh, I have pressure to, like, be the best at the dance trend. Right. Which is not true. It's just like my own internal wow. things. So you're just like, I can't even play this game because I'm going to get competitive in totally, some ways. Totally. Totally. But like, so it's I, not fun. Yeah. It's yeah. not as fun. It's instantly not fun. Totally. But that like, I, I love watching people do dances on TikTok, even like non dancers. I'm like, it's so fun to watch. Oh my God. I'm so incredibly bad at dancing. It's really, I I've mean, seen your dance videos and I think they're so cute. Like, thank you so much. I love, I love dancing. I love dancing for sure. But like, it's so interesting with choreography. My brain like has a hard time. It's just totally. the way your body communicates totally. with your brain. And that is not a skill that I ever developed. It's okay. You have so many other skills. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> And I just do it for fun, which is like yeah. why I like it. Somebody wrote on like one and they were like, why is she doing this? And I was like, because it's fun. Like, it's obviously. Fun. Yeah, it's my, not like you're trying to be like a professional absolutely dancer. Absolutely not. My best friend was like, if my 12-year-old self had known that as an adult, it's acceptable to film videos dancing and oh, get dressed 100%. up, like she would be so proud of me and so happy for oh, me. Oh, I love that. And I was like, it's so true. Like it the fact so that you can like make skits as an adult and like, for me, it feels like playing, which I really totally. like. Yeah. I really love how you use social media. I think it obviously this is our first time like actually talking and meeting, but it feels so authentic to who you are, like Thank what you, you put out. It doesn't feel like it's anything else other than just I go you. through phases with it though. Like I feel like I was in, there was a time where I was like, I'm literally embarrassed by any, the idea of just putting something on the internet felt immediately cringe. I was like, this is so obviously desperate. 
And so there was a, a phase where I had that. And then I feel like in the past like six months, I've been like the opposite where I'm like, I love that. who fucking cares? I'm going to put up literally whatever I want yeah. and not think about it. But then I'm always, as I'm doing that, I'm like, oh no, the next phase is coming where I'm going to look back and be horrified by everything yeah. I posted. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think that in general, what I've learned, and maybe this is a good kind of takeaway from our conversation is like, don't be so hard on yourself and live totally live no it's really nice to hear that yeah. too because like and nice to know that everyone is feeling that oh my god totally because it's so easy to like from afar look at your page and be like wow she just is so not scared to be herself and do all the things but it's like i it's crazy when you actually think everyone is like internally going through yeah because i think when people think about that they're thinking like oh you don't like that photo or you won't like that photo later yeah. or whatever but it's more like the vibe you're giving totally. and like how personal you get yeah. how not personal you yeah. get and then figuring that out which can be like just weird like i went on a trip to miami and i was like do I post these pictures from Miami? Like, I like them. I had pictures of my friends that were the same and they post theirs. So I was like, I'm going to do it. But then I was like, is this weird for the brand? Totally. You know? Totally. It's such a strange thing to have your business and personal so tightly aligned. I agree. And it's weird because they don't have to necessarily be, like, differentiated. It can all be one entity and, you know, it just live how it goes, like, how it is. As long as you're protecting yourself and you feel good and you're not, like, sacrificing it. Totally. But I think, I mean, you're obviously an example of somebody who's, like, grown up in the public eye. We're all going to have to get used to evolving on the internet. Yeah, totally. That's just the reality of our existence. Yeah, and this generation especially is, like, that is our lives. Like, that is where everything lives. It's so crazy to think before social media how people promoted their brands and their their films and everything that they did their music i know all of that is like so different so wild yeah but it's also funny because it's not even just for people who want to be public personas it's like any person even if you work in an office yeah. and you're not don't need to whatever you're still deciding to post things and not mm-hmm. and like building an identity out of yourself yeah. and you're probably gonna if you you know are born today you're gonna do that your whole life mm-hmm. And you just have to accept that yeah. you're not going to probably love everything you put out there. Totally. We are basically at the end of our time. I wanted to ask you some like rapid fire questions. Okay. What's the last thing you liked on social media? Oh my God. You can just be whatever you remember. Any food video. Oh. Obsessed. Are you, Obsessed. Uh, do you, are you a chef? I, I'm absolutely not a chef. Okay. I basically what I do is I go to all my friends' house who are amazing at cooking and I make them make me all the meals that I see on that's so funny. My but I'm best. trying to learn. What are your icks? Can be whatever you want. It can be with a guy or not. Oh my gosh. I think a huge ick is just like ego. That mm. is like the biggest ick to me in but relationships. Do guys and it, who hit on you have big egos? Yeah. It's yeah. so weird because I've never thought guys hit on me. But now being single for the first time, I'm like getting hit on for the first time. And it's really weird. Virtually I or in real life? <laughs> virtually mm-hmm. the dms mm-hmm. and it's really weird and i i'm so uncomfortable You're like with it. i don't know how to act and i don't want to engage i'm like well I, you don't have to no no i i don't but like it's just funny i'm just like oh interesting but it can be fun if you want it to be totally yeah totally i'll explore that down the line but um yeah ego is a huge ick to me just like bad energy like totally. just that just anyone making like the room just like dim it's just like it's just an ick. I'm yes. just like, oh, why? Why do we have to go there? Okay, hidden talent. Do you have a hidden talent? Oh, um, hidden talent. 
hidden talent. I don't know if it's necessarily hidden, but like I love to paint and like do pottery. That's hidden though. Do you yeah. post about it? Not really. Okay. Yeah. I've really gotten into pottery and I really love it. Do you do um like do you have a wheel or I don't have one personally, okay. but I go to a studio and do it, but I do want to get one. I think it would be fun in the summer to like do it outside. My dad um, did ceramics growing up. And so I like threw pots in. It is so relaxing. It's so fun. And it's also, I'm such a like, I love being clean, mm-hmm. but it teaches me to be like, okay, I can get my hands dirty. Oh my it's God, fun. you get so dirty. Totally. Your clothes are like. Totally. Fucked. But I yeah. like it. It yeah. forces me to like actually live in like discomfort for a second. Okay. Which I like because I'm such a clean freak. So oh, it's like really? so such a clean Wow. Freak. Like everyone calls me Monica, like from friends. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I'm so not that way. Really? Yeah. Is this code to your perfectionism? Yeah, totally. So is your room like perfect? Like my house, my cleaning lady comes over and she's like, I have nothing to do. Like I have I'm, no- I'm so jealous. Yeah. What's your sign? I hate I'm to be that bitch, but oh, okay. But yeah. I'm on the cusp. I'm like the start of Libra, so I do think the like perfectionist, like very oh, like it's Virgo, yeah. right? Well, you would be really upset if you came to my house. I try, I try so hard, but I'm messy. The th- it's fine, but the thing yeah. is, I'm not like grossed out by people's messes. Mm-hmm. Just personally, in my own space, I love to have it clean. But I also am that friend. Like, if I came to your place, I would try and help you clean. Like, no, it's good. I have yeah. friends like that, and I so appreciate it because yeah. you like closet cleanouts. Yeah, and I love it. I love I'm, like, all of that. So so grateful. Okay, personal theme song. This one's tough. Oh, this is so tough. It can um, even just be something you've been re- listening to recently. Whatever. Oh my gosh, this is a hard question. Mm. I just got chandelier blasting. Oh no! <laughs> so sorry. It's is that so annoying? Do you when you hear Sia songs, are you like I can't? I can't hear listen this? to them because I'm instantly doing the dances in oh, my head. Oh my god. Uh, we can say chandelier is my personal. Song. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I totally took that from <laughs> no, you. No, no, that's that's. Amazing. I was just thinking about when, um, like for the first couple of years after Blurred Lines came out, if I was at a wedding or oh my a bar, gosh. I would fucking hide. I and would. Do you still feel instantly, that way? I get like a weird like prickle up my yeah, neck. Yeah, totally. Where I'm like, oh no, it's all I have to hear is the like dun dun dun, and then I'm like, shit. And I know, and you just feel everyone's eyes like. Yeah, it yeah. used to be much worse. Now that doesn't happen, thank God. And like, also the song doesn't play as frequently. Totally. But there was a minute there where I had PTSD, like oh, correlation. Fun. And you're like, oh, I'm on. I'm like working. Like, but I always thought about that with musicians because I was like, oh my God, like this is if you're somebody who has a hit song, mm-hmm. your whole life. So it must be like that for you with Sia's music. Totally. Wow. Totally. You never like put Sia on casually. No, I mean I will listen to her music right. sometimes, but like I love her old stuff as well. Like yeah. Breathe Me is one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay, I need. I don't know if I know enough Sia. Oh my gosh, go back to like that. I mean, all of her stuff is amazing, but like some of her old music is so, so, so incredible. So emotional, but like, yeah, so great. Biggest regret? I think my biggest regret is taking things too seriously still now. It's not necessarily like a regret, but it's just something that I wish I put less pressure on. It seems like you're doing a really good job, like trying not to be that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And also I just got a tattoo that I kind of regret. What's your tattoo? I, I have little tattoos everywhere, okay. but I got one tattoo and I was being a little bold and it's way bigger than I thought Where, it would be. How big is it? it? I'll show you after, but it's like just on my side. Everyone okay. loves it. And I'm like, are you just being nice? What is it? It's like a woman figure. Okay. It's it's really, I'm obsessed. So Dr. Wu does all my tattoos and I literally am such a fan of him. Mm-hmm. It's not that I regret the tattoo itself because it's so beautiful. It's just, I think I got a little bold with like how big it is. How big is it? It's like that big. It's so not like that four big. inches. Yeah, yeah. I um have a recurring nightmare where I'm covered in tattoos. So stop. Do you yeah, have any? Things. I have one that I got when I turned eighteen and I like left my parents' house. That's like a kind of like for the house I grew up in. 
And then me and my two best friends all got slide tattoos for my son. Oh, that's so cute. I know. It's really funny, though, because I got mine on my foot and they got theirs on their arms and mine has wore off. Like, it's wearing off and theirs are like, like, we've committed more to your child than you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so my two best friends have like deeper slide tattoos than me. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's cute, though. I'm going to get it redone anyway. Yeah. Or like put it on your arm or something. (laughs) I know. I was like, I mean, it's crazy. I see that theirs all the time because they're like right there. And mine, like, you can barely see nobody's like sometime one time a guy tried to literally clean it off he thought it was, Stop. He thought it was like dirt on my foot that's and i was amazing. like oh, that's my son's name and he was like oh wow and it was and he, i was like it's kind of falling out <laughs> so that's i have to get so it fixed yeah funny. do you feel like for work too you don't do the tattoos yeah anymore? i also you know i at a very young age was like knew that i was gonna be changing a lot in my life and evolving and i feel like it really scared me to like have markers of Mm -hmm. whatever like Mm -hmm. I think even when I got the one when I was 18 I was like this is for like the end of my like life with my parents and like the house I grew up in which I'll always be happy to think about but in my 20s and stuff I was like I don't like need to remember this time forever totally so because I do think I associate it so much so that's why I haven't gotten tattoos it's not that I don't like the way they look or anything like you know but yeah I feel that. Yeah. I've only gotten tattoos that mean something to me. Yeah. For, for that reason, I'm like, I can't really. Yeah. It's just like, it's going to be a mark in, marker in time. Yeah. And like, there's times that I do want to remember and times I don't. Totally. So yeah. Like remembering after my son was born and like me and my friends having this like feeling of like, this is our baby and like yeah. the sisterhood and whatever. Like, I'm good on that. You yeah. know, like I want I love that. that. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thanks and for having me. I'm so excited to see everything you do. Thanks for having me. That was my chat with Maddie. Thank you so much, Maddie, for coming on. Again, I just think she had such an amazing perspective and groundedness about her, and I felt instantly connected to her, honestly. She's just normal, and that's very impressive, and um, I think it's really a testament to her and her mom, and yeah, I'm really happy for her, and I'm hoping you guys all enjoyed that conversation. I'm curious what you all think about the rapid fire segment we're doing at the end. We've done them on a couple now. As always, go to hilo.fm to submit any thoughts. We use those for the subscription episode that comes out on Thursdays. And by the way, we are now on YouTube. Finally, everybody's been asking. You see the clips on TikTok and Instagram. And now we have full episodes, all of our kind of top listen to episodes are already up and we're going to keep going so go to youtube.com slash at emrata we've got mia khalifa z-way diplo julia fox and more there's a lot more where that's coming from go show us some love comment on the videos we appreciate it thanks for listening with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.